What's up? You're listening to the Prayer Plug Podcast with your host, Jamika Carter, the Chief Encouragement Officer of Prayer Plug. Over here, you can expect to get prayed up and plugged in because we stand firm on getting lit for the Lord. For more encouragement, for more content, for more videos, for more prayers, download the Prayer Plug mobile app available in every app store. Now let's get plugged in. I know we all have things going on, so I had to make sure I made 31 days of prayer, getting lit for the Lord, available to all of our plugged in family. Y'all, this is originally recorded on this new audio app called Clubhouse. So any of the terminology or the transitions is all due to the fact that I'm recording this while I'm having a live conversation with a good gang of our prayer warriors in the prayer plug family. So listen in, get prayed up. If you have your pocket prayers, you can follow along with this. And if you don't have your pocket prayers, Run over to prayerplug.com and get yours. We have a digital version available and we have the physical product that you can get. There's a promo code on the mobile app and there's also a praise plan for this lituation that you can download from the Prayer Plug mobile app. Simply go to the mobile app Prayer Plug on your phone or download it at any app store and you can just tap into the app, click on Prayer Room, and you'll see the button to download your lituation praise plan. Now let's get plugged in. So today we are breaking free. We are casting down and calling out that we see how the enemy has tried to make us so busy and so occupied in our minds with to-dos and with tasks and, and with anything that we can say that we're doing when our friends and family want to say, well, what you got going on? We are just breaking that barrier that really tries to keep us in a chokehold <laughs> because the enemy knows that we're constantly working and we are constantly seeking and craving accolades and achievements and not even that that's rooted in spiritual growth, but just rooted in getting more earthly riches. Then we distance ourselves from God because we start to idolize and to worship a platform of material things. We start to care more about the opinions of others and what they see us doing than we care more about what God sees us doing. There's a story in the the Bible where Jesus was visiting Mary and Martha. And when he was in the presence of their home, of course, come on, like it's Jesus. Why would I not put on my best, do my best, like go ham? And so, and let's be clear, Mary and Martha are sisters too. So they're very, they're very comfortable with each other. They know each other well. And so the cool thing is that in the presence of God, some of us would immediately feel like I need to put on my best face. I am the hostess with the mostest. You know, you just doing any and everything. I am preparing the lamb for he is holy. You know, I am getting my best wine because I know he don't turn up, but I know he likes a little sip because he is the one that turned water into wine at the wedding. Okay. So let me get my best and let me serve the Lord, my God. So just to give a good summary right now, Martha is the sister that's serving y'all. Okay, serving, doing the best. Martha is making sure whatever the Lord needs, I'm taking care of this. Okay, Mary is just in awe. 
She's just like enamored with the fact that Jesus is in their presence. She's sitting at his feet. She's she's not thinking of going to grab a plate. Now, and it's funny because in our culture, right? Yes, we are to serve others, but we always have to make sure whenever we are placed in situations, we say, God, what is my role in all of this? Because there are times God has you to be the hostess with the Moses that's setting the atmosphere, that's, that's just doing all things unto the Lord, that's making sure people that are showing up are getting what they need. But there also are times God is calling us to just be present. Oh, Lord, I didn't know you were going there. <laughs> I didn't know he was going there. Y'all, that's the title of the prayer. Who read their plug of the day? On the prayer plug mobile app. I am like, I am blown away, y'all. I did not read notes, take notes. I literally just read the scripture today and that was it. And God is just like speaking right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Download it. Make it clear. Y'all, Martha is just, oh my God, I'm all together. I have on my red bottoms. My feet hurt and my soakates. But guess what? I look cute. And I am making sure everything is laid out and right for the Lord, my God. And Mary, who was her sister, again is at the feet of Jesus in awe. This is Jesus in the room. I dare not to miss a moment to stare, to see the way he breathes, the pace of his heart. <laughs> like, she's like, I want to see all things. Whatever he got to say, I won't let anything distract me from hearing every word that comes from Jesus' mouth. So while all this is going on, y'all, Martha in her bag, she is like, I cannot believe. I cannot believe my sister who sees me over here trapping, putting in, making sure Jesus got what he needs, is not helping me. Ooh, that's ego, y'all. She not helping me. And then she goes and gets real childish. And Martha goes to Jesus and says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. <laughs> like She, she going to tell God what to tell somebody else. Anybody else pray like that. I know I definitely to this day still have prayers like that. Thank you for checking me, God. Because I didn't read that part of the scripture. <laughs> where she got in her bag and going to tell Jesus what to do. He like, you don't think I would do that? Like, come on now. He is a God of correction and conviction. Which is very different than con condemnation. Another day for another conversation. Another conversation for another day. But God is a God of correction and conviction. So he won't be in the midst of something that's out of place and not corrected. But what he won't do is have the same eyes that we have when we think people should be doing certain things. And so this story, which is Luke chapter 10, verse 38, which is not our scripture for today, but God has just been giving me this context and this story in order to bring to light what we are digging and really breaking down today. So again, Martha is a sister that is the hostess with the most. She's doing the most. She's making sure that the house, the setting, the food, whatever was necessary is done. And I don't think Jesus had an issue with that when I read this. And even right now, as like the Lord is just speaking through so that we all can receive his, his living word, I'm still not getting the insight that he's upset that Martha is serving. What God is making clear to me as we have this prayer call tonight is he's upset that she's bothered by her sister being excited and amazed by the presence of Jesus, that she does not want to do in anything that does not involve her being at his feet readily available to receive. Stop looking at the person that's not hustling like you, that's not going hard like you and just thinking that everybody's lazy. That's not the case. I'm sure a lot of my family and friends will probably see Malcolm and I day to day and being like, 
y'all just spent a whole hour reading the Bible. Like you could have done X, Y, and Z. Y'all really just took 45 minutes to pray. Like you could already had dinner ready. Like, and it's like, we, we have to constantly do a transformation and a renewal of our mind and our just like our day-to-day habits because we've been trained up to always do something that will be considered income producing or something where we will see the actual fruit that we desire to be to be reaped because it's like no if i do then i get no if i network with everybody in hollywood and they know malcolm carter it's guaranteed i'll be on a movie you know if i make sure that every church and every funeral home and every hospital knows about prayer plug then i'll get the contracts that i want but that's not what God is telling us to do right now. God has made it so, so clear. Every time Malcolm and I seek him about what to do, study my word, pray together, work out, eat, eat healthy, give your kids undivided attention, take time for your marriage. And marriage's work is not just two people being in a house together. It's actually you and it's actually you investing in learning each other every single day because we change every day as we should, right? Like people say, grow apart. I'm like, no, we grew, but we grew together. (laughs) Like what? That's my testimony. And so in this story with Mary and Martha, guess what Jesus says to Martha after she tries to check God as if he wrong for not correcting Mary, for not doing work, for not serving. Jesus says to Martha, Martha, Martha. I love that he said her name. Martha, Martha, mommy and a Brady Bunch. You are worried and troubled about many things but one thing is needed and mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her you can shut up that voice that's in your mind to shut up zip it done that voice that's in your mind that tells you it's a waste of time when you pray It's a waste of time when you're on a prayer call and you could be doing something else. It's a waste of time when you are reading the Bible and knowing half of your brain really doesn't comprehend it, but you are just making it a habit. That Even if I don't get it, I'm going to continue at this thing. And one day I know it'll just start making sense more. Yes, right now it feels like a task, but soon it'll be rooted in passion. Be disciplined about the things you know God. One, he tells us to do. In order to keep God at the head of your life, it requires an investment. I'm sure the people that matter most to you in this present moment, whoever came to your mind first when I said the person that matters most, I promise you, you talk to that person very frequently. And if it's a parent that is deceased or uh, or somebody that is deceased that came to mind when they were here on this side, I'm pretty sure y'all invested in that relationship. It's the same thing with God. Yes, at first things will feel like a test, but I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking from experience. You will feel like I can't go through my day without God. Like I cannot make a decision. It'll be the smallest thing. Today I had to decide which target to go to. And I really was like, God, can you tell me which target to go to? (laughs) Like, (laughs) which target should I go to? And it seems so petty, but y'all, it's like three targets on our street. (laughs) So it's like, which one gonna have what I need? Because the way my time set up, God, I don't want to just go, go, go. And yes, it's just target. But think about when you get intentional about small decisions, how your big decisions, you like, God, I don't want to waste the time, the resources, the whatever is attached to what you have for me. I want to steward it. So direct me on the way that I should go. I know I could make a lot of decisions in my own power, but I don't want to. 
<laughs> like be 100 with him. And so this is the type of verse that really does bless me because as we are praying today about us being present, having a spirit that truly is just acknowledging where we are in our current season, in our current circumstance, and in our current blessings, this is the type of scripture that is just pure confirmation. And again, that is Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And I got to read it again because I really just want to give a big picture, just understanding for anybody that just got into the room. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38 says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Hey, what's up, Jesus? Come through. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Yeah, Mary up in here. Mary, let's get these orders. Girl, chill. <laughs> Jesus in the room. <laughs> okay. He good. <laughs> he done fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. What got for him right now? So verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted with so much serving. Are you doing so much you're distracted? Like when you look at your day-to-day calendar, is everything, can you, can you with confidence say everything I'm doing every day, God has told me to do? I do believe there are seasons where you got to roll your sleeves up. It's sweat, it's blood, it's work, it's tears, you know? But I just, oh, just, and I'm, and maybe I haven't gotten to that point of just earthly success yet, but I just believe any success God has for you, number one, He sends support to make sure you can still pray and fast and study his word and do whatever he's called you to do to sow into the relationship that he so has you to have with him. And number two, I also believe that God will start to maneuver and align things with the fact that you'll get so good at a skill and at a task, something that used to take you a whole day to do, you're able to do in just a portion of the day. And because you have made it a priority to pray and to study God's word, that everything just starts aligning and working out. So this verse in Luke chapter 10 goes on to tell us that Martha tells Jesus, you ain't upset that my sister is over here not helping me. Come on now, tell her to get her things together. I need help. Meanwhile, Jesus responds quickly. Oh, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. If you are somebody that values prayer and time with God, he's not going to take it away from you. God, God is so big. He can give you one opportunity that can cancel out those three jobs. How do I know it? One, because Malcolm and I do not have a steady, like make, like make it make sense monthly income yet still we're able to do everything we need. And even many times, Probably more than we admit to things that we want. <laughs> it might not be Beverly Hills living, but it's definitely our needs and our wants. It's some other things we got to sacrifice, but they ain't really like, oh my God, I need it. It's like things, it, it's, ple- it's pleasantries. Whole time, like, we never been out here begging for bread. We never been out here without fresh clothes and shoes. We never been out here and didn't have what we needed for the kids. We never could not, at least in the birthday card, we might not be able to send, you know, bottles on bottles, you know. (laughs) But we've been able to send something of a token of gratitude and appreciation to people in our, that's in our family. Like, God is a provider. 
And I just know he has so much more to give all of us. I'm just saying the day-to-day simple things. But there are many of us that's in this room right now that can attest to riches and wealth that we have experienced, being able to be the lender and not the borrower, being able to give because we make it a priority to be in the presence of God. God is so pleased when we want to be in his presence. God is so pleased when there's something else I could be doing, but I'm making a decision to spend time with the Lord. God, I thank you for taking me there because that was good for me. <laughs> and so today's scripture, though, <laughs> I know I just, yo, that was just the intro. I feel like we had a Kojic church. <laughs> church of God in Christ. Okay. So today's scripture, y'all. Let's get into this word. Today's scripture is James chapter one, verse five. Y'all know how I feel about the book of James, not just because we named our first child James, but because James is that book that is going to get you together. It's literally like four pages and it's going to get you together if you just need a spark notes of how to be Christian. James is going to get you together. So we starting in chapter one and we have verse five. And today's scripture reads, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Have you been asking for wisdom? Have you? I know much of our prayer today was about being present, about spending time with God and appreciating what we get from being in his presence and truly just being in awe of him. Not being so busy that we don't make excuses like, God, I would pray more if I had time. God, I would show up for Bible study if I ain't have to work late on Wednesdays. Yeah, okay. So in James chapter one, verse five, if you're lacking wisdom, just ask. God, I do want to read more, study more. I do want to invest in my relationship with you or with my spouse more or with my family members, whomever it is. God, I want, I do want to increase my business know-how and knowledge and my relationships and connections. God, I do want to manage my money better. God, I do want to just take baby steps to make better health decisions. God, I do want healing. Have you asked for the wisdom to do those things? Earthly knowledge, college degrees, and everything the world has pumped us up to believe that we need are not discounted, but they are in no comparison to wisdom. Wisdom is only given from God. I know we use wisdom very freely, but the Bible tells us that wisdom is given from God. That's why you can meet people that's 50 and 60 and we may even have family members and they do foolish stuff. And you in your 20s and 30s are like, that makes no sense. (laughs) It's because wisdom has nothing to do with just living. That's just knowledge and life. Wisdom is a gift from God. And so when you're lacking it, you don't have to try to get into your own strength. You get it from God. You get it from studying his word. If anybody in this room has been feeling like, I don't really know when God's talking to me, I promise you read his word. That's like activation of his voice to be louder than other voices that you hear. Reading God's word is so powerful. And so when you're lacking wisdom, James tells us to not only ask, but it also tells us that God freely gives it to all. Yo, I'm so happy. God, when he led the writer of James 
to write this scripture? He said, Baha gives it generously to all. <laughs> he didn't say God gives it generously to the righteous. He didn't say God gives it generously to the Jews. He didn't say God gives it generously to the one that got it all right, never made a mistake. He says, even those that have not even called me Lord, even those that don't even live the way I'm asking them to live. He freely gives it, but not only freely, generously. He tells us to be generous givers. And now we're learning in his word that he's generous with wisdom. He does not want to hold back on telling you which way to go and how to get there. God does not want to hold back on revealing to you just miraculous steps that may not even make sense because nobody else has done it. He wants to give that to you. And then they reiterate it again that God gives wisdom to those that ask without finding fault. He's not backtracking all the things that you didn't do when he decides to give you wisdom upon you asking. He simply just wants us to ask. Asking is a big thing in the Bible. <laughs> like, come on, ask and you shall receive. Not, it will be open. Like, God wants to give. Like, I can only imagine how God has like this uh, lit basket of blessings that has no bottom. It's bottomless. Hey, brunch style. He has bottomless blessings. Yeah, I just feel like he's lacking opportunities to give them out because one, we don't ask and two, we don't make room. Our schedules are so full. We acting like Martha out here, just so busy serving, having our hands in and on everything. God, like, I really wanted to simplify that for you. <laughs> I really wanted you to just make room in your life for me to work. But because you're so worried, because you have to have everything planned out, because every moment of the 24 hours I've given you goes to what you want and what you desire. There's no room. There's no room. I was watching a YouTube video the other day with Miles Monroe, who is a... um. He's a pastor. He's a motivational speaker. He is a biblical scholar. And he also has passed away, but so many of his books and sermons and uh, videos are available for us because he just did so much great work that was rooted in being a kingdom businessman or woman. Like his ministry was all about helping Christians become multimillionaires. And it's all rooted in God's word. So if anybody is like, I've really been wanting earthly success, but I want to do it God's way. Miles Monroe is an amazing pastor that is all about practicality of God's word, but also teaching you how to steward and how to invest according to the Bible, not the 10X rule, not the atomic habits. And I'm not downplaying any of those authors or those gurus and masterminds that have done what they have created. But I, But I am saying that when you do not, get a foundational understanding of God's word before you start seeking confirmation on success from earthly vessels, you very easily start to idolize people and to seek your own success outside of you seeking God for what he has for you and how he has you to do it and to be it. So that's checking me because y'all, I was reading the 10X rule in the beginning of this year. And every time I will read it, I will feel convicted. And I'm like, this is a good book. Like, why do I feel bad about this? <laughs> it, it actually was a good book. And then one day, 
I was watching a YouTube video and a gentleman was like, do you invest more of learning from God's word than you do in earthly successful people? And it was just that, and like, he was having an interview with somebody else. And I was like, it was like, Jesus was just like using that to talk to me. <laughs> like, hello there. Hello. <laughs> so I immediately just put it down. I was like, God, I'm just going to read the Bible. Like when I have those moments, cause I do get moments to read. I'm not going to make excuses and, and say if, when I get the moments to read, I'm going to read your Bible and I'm going to read it from front to back. Like I would any other book, because I believe that there are instructions. There are words of wisdom. There are very clear things you want to teach me. And number one, I need to know your word. Why would I ever be out here going hard for what God has given me, which is prayer plug and not know his word just in my heart. There will not always be an opportunity when I'm out and about to just grab my phone and open up the Bible. And that's for all of us because we're called to disciple and we're called to do what? To share the gospel. What are you sharing if you don't know it, if you don't study it? Yes, it's good for it to be seen in your lifestyle. That's actually amazing. It's more than it's better than good for it to be seen in your lifestyle and in your habits. But it needs to be known from your lips. Can you run it off the way we know these quotes and these lyrics of songs? Can you run off scripture? Or you still just hanging on to Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> we love Jeremiah 29, 11. Because, honey, we want the plans. We want them pros- We want that prosperity. <laughs> like, Jesus, come on. And, of course, John 3, 16, because it's on everything. Shout out to Forever 21. It's on the bottom of their, the bottom of their bags. <laughs> like, make it known. But please, please stop wrestling with the Holy Spirit. Please stop wrestling with God when you are doing things that are not sins, when you are doing things that are not bad. But it's simply just not rooted in what God has you to invest in with your time and with your understanding. God wants to use you to do miraculous things, make no sense, mind-blowing miracles. But first, he got to be on the throne. He has to be on a throne. And stop just fighting the feelings you have of like, oh my God, when I do read, it puts me to sleep. Well, it's a great thing. That's the last thing you read before you close your eyes. Okay. Rather, rather, rather than you falling asleep to Netflix and waking up to the, are you still watching alert? Fall asleep to reading his word. And then every time you make it a habit to do it, something will just start to birth in you. And it's like, oh, I want to read your word. Oh my goodness. I want to be on a prayer call. Oh my goodness, I have free time. Let me go pray and chat it up with God. Check in with him. Hey, I see what you're doing down here. I appreciate you. I love you. You know, there are some other things that you can move around if you don't mind. Can you help me out with this? Can you show me that? Can you reveal it in me? Use me? Can you help my friend? Can you move some things around so they can know you better? Can you help me to help you, Jesus? Okay, help me help you. (laughs) Even though he don't need no help, it's just about being available. Make yourself available. God is so, so good. So a question for discussion. What's something you had to go through and you actually gained wisdom? Now let's get into this prayer. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for being a God of conviction and correction. 
Thank you for being a God that doesn't just sweep things under the rug and doesn't just bring it back up to keep us in shackles, but to give us freedom from it. Because when we are honest and we confront it, we are able to bring it to you and ask you to remove the scales off of our eyes that have been blinded by the ways of this world or even the environments we've grown up in. We always ask you to do a new thing. We always ask you to enlarge, to provide, to give us favor and grace and mercy. But many times, just as people, we don't realize what has to be removed and what has to be revealed in order for us to have the wisdom we need in order to experience and witness your wonders. So we thank you so much that you've already told us in James that if we lack the wisdom, we can ask you for it. And we are so grateful you give it in a generous portion. <laughs> there is no shortage of the wisdom you want to give us. And so we cling to you just asking for answers for the things that are troubling us, Lord God. I believe everyone under the sound of my voice has something in their life. They really aren't too sure about. It's not always confusion. Sometimes it's just there's a lack of knowledge because of experience. And so we ask you, Lord God, to just give them a fresh revelation and a new sight to see you work through and to move and to use them in a whole new way. I pray we not think that you are counting us out based on being qualified, because guess what? You're the type of God that calls the unqualified. Because you want to let your power be known. It's not about our degrees or who we know or even what last name we have. It is about us activating the freedom we have to call on you, to seek you, and the privilege we have to pray to you knowing that you give us what we need to see it through. Please speak to us in this moment. Let each and every one of us know what we need to cut out the calendar. Show us that we've just been doubling up on so many things that you can't even find a moment to get us alone and just in a place of stillness to speak so we can be in your presence and be in all like Mary. Convict the parts of us that are like Martha, that just want to look all put together and be all put together and to really just miss out on moments where we can be in adoration of your power and your presence. The present is a gift more than we even realize or whether we're in a storm or whether we're in a season of victory after victory, even when it's a winning season, Lord God, and we can't make sense of the overflow. Help us to know that the same God that gave it is a God that deserves it. So you deserve the glory, the quality time, the prayer, the Bible study, the acknowledgement and the discipleship you call us to have and what we do. Forgive us if we ever take credit or think that what we've done is the reason we are where we are. For we always want to be sure we are humble and we are seen just worthy to experience more of you. We want to be like a child that knows you are the father. Help us to know our role in all of this. We thank you so much for being mighty. We thank you so much for being so generous and loving, God. In your holy, precious, and mighty name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. We didn't got prayed up. We didn't got plugged in. First of all, we just got lit for the Lord. Anybody else is feeling brand, brand new right now? Okay. Getting lit, getting turned, getting everything in between. God has so much for you. All he asks you to do is give him some faith and some excitement, okay, to see it through. So I just pray that this touched you, this blessed you, this has got you in a whole new focus on who you are and what God is calling you to do. You can get more of the lit for the Lord prayers 
on the podcast and the mobile app be sure to subscribe rate and share it with somebody else that need to get lit for the lord and let's keep it up y'all we've been doing this staying disciplined staying hungry and staying at the lord's feet hey reach out send your prayer requests send your praise reports and connect with us on facebook instagram and through the mobile app we love you over here y'all stay plugged in